Hot. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time is uh, 23 minutes after 10 and for... Everyone who says they enjoyed the music, well, that's what we aim to do because it's a time for us to relax, right? So we play a bit of music, we do a bit of talking, we engage. It is late night conversations. So please enjoy the music. And for those who are saying we want more music, trust you, me, we'll do so a bit later on in the show. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, I see there that uh, Rory Chetty in Durban has sent us a message. Rory, thank you so very much uh, that you are tuned in. A-teamers, it's time for us to look at uh, the employers um, and employee rights rights around employee retirement dates. Joining us is Daryl Murr, Director at Labor and Human Resources Department of Fluxman's Attorneys. Thank you very much for joining us, Daryl. How are you this evening? Yeah, good evening, Patricia. Nice to be on the show. I'm very grateful that you have joined us. It's a very good thing that uh, we are going to be educated around um, the rights and responsibilities when it comes to employer and employee retirement dates. Firstly, uh, maybe, Daryl, tell us about what you do at Fluxman's Attorneys, especially around labor and human resources. Yes, so I've been at uh, Fluxman's Incorporated Attorneys for almost 24 years now, and uh, I'm one of five partners in our Employment Law and Human Resources Division. And uh, over the period of my uh, career, I've uh, been very happily and gladly exposed to uh, a lot of very good work and uh, at the cutting edge of of employment law. So um, it's something that I've become very accustomed to and have a great passion in and uh, I really enjoy the area of law because it's ever changing, it's very dynamic and um, I work in a great department alongside a lot of very great people so uh, I consider myself very blessed by it. Well, I'm so glad that you are within the helm of understanding the rights and responsibilities for employees. Let's talk about these, because um, they're not called retirement annuities when they're taken out by the employer, but provident funds, correct? So let's talk about yes. these. The onset of them, um, what, what portion goes to who, before we even get to the dates and uh, the changing of dates. Yes. So um, in many in many instances, employers will will require an employee to compulsorily become a member of a certain provident or pension fund, and this is often done at the outset of the employment relationship. So this is part of the course and happens in most instances. But I can I can be almost I can almost assure you, Patricia, that employees don't read the fine print. They don't understand what they're signing, and they probably don't realise what they're binding themselves to in the long run uh, when the day comes that they will actually have to be retired. So in terms, um, Daryl, of what we need to be understanding, when I take out um, a provident fund with my employer, can the dates change based no. on my employer's... Uh, okay, so it's a no. <laughs> no. So I think um, if, I can, if I can go slightly back, Patricia, the... The law in this country, and it's, and it's quite a strange thing that the Labor Relations Act, which is really the primary legislation that we um, are uh, bound to and which sets the tone for employment in South Africa, doesn't actually define what is a retirement age. So you go into an employer at the outset, and there is no legislative defined retirement age. That's often set by the employer, most often and probably and and 
preferably in a contract of employment. Um, it could be set in a provident fund or in a pension that you belong to, but um, often it's not. So the employee comes in and has absolutely no clue about when he or she would be required to retire. And because the Labor Relations Act and other um, ancillary legislation doesn't really prescribe it, um, they just think that they work and perhaps maybe one day at 65 or even later they'll be asked to retire. But no one really gives us much consideration at the outset. Um, But what the law has done and in our Labor Relations Act, um, we have what's called an automatically unfair dismissal. That is in Section 187.1F of the Labor Relations Act, and it records that it is unfair discrimination on the basis of age to dismiss someone for the, the attainment of a certain age, and when you dismiss someone specifically for reaching a certain age. So where you don't have as the employer, a set retirement age that's agreed to, and then you impose that on an employee, that could very well give rise to quite tricky litigation. And it, it's, there's a line, there's a plethora of cases that has actually discussed um, these issues. We are talking to Daryl, who is... Um a director for Labour and Human Resources Department at Fluxman's Attorney, and we are looking at the legal, um, you know, repercussions of changing someone's retirement date or discriminating against someone based on age at work. The number to dial if you'd like to interact with us, A-teamers, is 011-714-2006, 011-714-4045. You can send those WhatsApps to 0614-104-107. Daryl, you make mention of the fact that it is illegal to discriminate against age. So what happens when someone is working for an employer and they have reached the age of retirement, whether it be at 60 or 65, and and uh, their retirement plan is about to mature. Can that particular employer then um, request for the employee to be uh, to to resign on their own or to take retirement? Yes, yes. Yeah, but that is such a good uh, question, and it, it raises itself. And uh, the spectre is often raised now, particularly when companies are looking to restructure and cut down on their staff complement to cut down fixed costs. The law in our country is quite accepted and it's settled that if there's an agreed retirement age, so if you agree it in your contract of employment, and this is the advice I always give um, our corporate clients, that be very specific, be very clear and unambiguous in a contract of employment or in a policy that regulates employment relations in the workplace, that in a certain category of employment, because different jobs and different categories of employment may set different uh, age limits, for retirement, be very, very clear what that age is. Um, and if the employee and when the employee reaches that particular age, it is very competent for the employer to turn around to the employee and say, remember you signed this contract or remember you signed this policy or a member of a fund where the policy or the fund prescribes a certain age, well, you've now reached that age and we are now giving you notice that you will become uh, a different type of employee once you've passed your retirement age. So you can keep the employee on after that date, but on a new contract of employment, it's almost like a month-to-month uh, contract. But in essence, the guillotine falls the minute that that employee reaches 
an agreed retirement age. What often does happen is that there isn't an agreed retirement age and there's what's called a normal retirement age, which is established by policy and practice within the employer to show that um, perhaps the employer has in the past consistently retired employees at a certain age in a particular job category and the employer would be able to rely upon that if ever challenged. Let's go to the lines. We've got KGM. Good evening, KGM. How are you doing? Good evening, uh, Pat. Good evening to your guest and to the listeners. Pat, let me let me draw inferences on a few things, and I would like your your your, your guest's view on this. One, I think sometimes the complications in understanding uh, the rights of the employees and the employers. Is, is complicated by lack of interest from both parties. Uh, I find it very disturbing that the only time that we seem to pay attention to have interest in, in, in the Act, I mean, your guest has been quoting Labor Relations Act, and as per the requirement, as, as, as regulated, every employment uh, place has to have the charts. I'm sure we all know about those three charts. But I promise you, you you would walk into many of the employment places and you you would get arguments or people ensuing into arguments employer employees having those charts which gives clear indications in terms of of what needs to be done and how at least the guideline is there but still people don't go on it the interesting one is what the one you picked today of the retirement age as as your guest has said that's the biggest loophole uh, in fact, I find uh, the two loopholes that are left uh, to to the decision or the choice of the employer to be quite unfair to the employee. And I mean, I'm talking as an employer for the past three decades or so, uh, wherein one is the issue of salary, especially where salaries are not are not regulated as it were. I mean, there's there's this notion of market related salaries. So if the employer chooses to say, look, this is what I'm prepared to pay you. It doesn't matter your, your qualifications and so forth. If you don't have the way of negotiating it, you're going to have to settle for less. And and this one of the age, it's, it's, it's a thorny issue. Now, if I'm uh, above the so-called retire, the, the general retirement age of 65, uh, I'm still strong. I mean, I can quote in, in my, my industry, in, 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 in entrepreneurship, Richard Mabonya passed on almost at, 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 at the century, and he was still active. Uh, I see myself as such. Now, I have that advantage because it's my business. Now, what happens to the employee who says, I want to go an extra mile? I want to do this job, whatever it is, be it a CFO, um, a marketing director, whatever the case might be. They do not have the the automated right, almost similar to that one of the the employer who decides I'm gonna run this business until my my legs can't carry me anymore. But you you find that there's people with a lot of experience and expertise who can still do it better than even the younger ones, but they are discriminated, despite the fact that the act says it is unlawful, but they're discriminated by the choice that has been given to the employer. I, I would like some indulgence to, to, to this, this issue from, from your guest. Pat, thank
Thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much, KGM. Hope you have a great evening. Let's go to you, you. Daryl. Uh, Daryl, uh, KGM brings up something very important um, uh, around the discrimination of age and and, uh, uh, employees. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with your caller. Um, I'm one of the the biggest advocates for um, saying people cannot be put into boxes and be told that because you've passed a certain age that you no longer uh, are benefit to an employer. Some of the best employees are well past the retirement age. Um, but, and as, you, as your caller quite rightly says, the power of when the retirement age in fact is, is determined by the employer himself. So if you join a company and that company's retirement age is set, at a certain age, in, in your contract of employment or in a policy, you bound by it and the employer can quite easily say a new contract of employment comes into being after that. And if you don't mind, if I can just go on a little bit about that, Patricia. Um, so the bargaining power is in favor of the employer because they set the retirement age. Now, very often what happens is you'll find that there's a particular employee who is outstanding and whose um, benefit to the employer is recognized by the employer post the turning of age 65. You can continue in employment. So you you can continue employing a really top-notch, top-class employee beyond, say, the age of 65 um, for as long as that person is of value to the employer. Um, but a new contract, in fact, comes into being from that age. Um, and I, I, it was quite interesting to me because I did a case many, many years ago which was reported in the South African Law Reports, in fact, in the Industrial Law Journal in the late 90s where I acted for a property company and an employee who had been the employer of this company for about 30 years was properly retired, continued to work post his retirement for a number of years and then when he eventually stopped working or was retired, he sought a retrenchment package for all the years going back after he had commenced employment with this particular entity. And I was acting for the employer and I, I defended the situation successfully to say that upon turning 65, this particular individual almost commenced a new contract of employment and all of his years of service up to the age of 65 were almost nullified and a new contract of employment came into being. And when he did leave the employer of this particular company at about 70, he'd only accumulated five years of years of service post turning 65. So um, that would seem to be quite cold comfort for an employee. Um, But in that instance, there was an agreed retirement age and the employee knew it. Um, but he was kept on for another five years or so, but he forwent or for and lost out on all of his years of service that he'd earned and accrued before turning 65. So I agree with your caller that because there's no legislative specific age for retirement and it's really contractual, um, the employer really does hold does hold the aces and the power in determining what that date actually and specifically is.
We are speaking to Daryl Murr, who's the Director, Labour and Human Resources Department of Fluxman Attorneys. And uh, we are looking at the employers and employees' rights and responsibilities and what the law says around the change of retirement dates. Also touched on the discrimination against employers based on uh, their age. I've got some WhatsApps here from our A-team as Daryl, and this one is very similar to the scenario we've just painted now. Um, it's Peter, who's in Durban who says he works for company A and retired retirement age was 60 then they were taken over by company B who changed the retirement age to 65 however his contract is still with company A and the contracts for company B never materialized can he still retire at the age of 60 or is he held to retire at age 65 according to company B so if I understand his uh, his question or his WhatsApp communication, uh, it sounds like he, he was taken over by company B, um, whose retirement age is 65, if I understand that correctly, um, Patricia. Then in, in that instance, then it sounds like he may have transferred uh, across to company B in terms of section 197 of the Labor Relations Act. And then in those instances, he, he would enjoy the benefits of the... Uh, of the new employer if their retirement age is 65. So if he wanted, because his contract is still with company A, although it has been taken over by company B, company B has not given them a contract. And if he still desires to retire at 60, can he still retire or does he need to wait for 65? Well, um, I would have to, I would have to understand fully the contractual arrangements because uh, I don't understand why he says his contract hasn't come into fruition with company B. Because if he's, if he's now employed by company B, um, he would in essence then fall under the terms and conditions of, of company B and 65 would then be the retirement age. Um, I understand that his previous employer's uh, retirement age was set at 60. Um, you would have to you'd have to unpack those facts a little bit in more detail. But I would imagine that once he's transferred to the new employer, if that's what Company B is, um, he would fall under those terms and conditions, and uh, most probably then would retire at 65, unless and 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 this might be the. Uh, the answer to the question, the old employees from Company A were ring-fenced um, and their rights and entitlements in terms of their previous uh, contracts of employment were ring-fenced and therefore the retirement age of 60 remained intact um, post-transfer. So if, that, if that's the case, then you could say, well, you know, those were the terms and conditions of my employment with A which transferred across. I'm ring-fenced and I would I would like to transfer, or rather want to have transferred, retire at 60, um, especially if if he belonged to a pension fund, for instance, at Company A, that he was still part of, if that transferred across, and that pension fund uh, allowed for him to retire at 60, he possibly would be able to then retire at the age of 60. Daryl, does, does it not seem a bit uh, biased, uh, this law of ours, the fact that an employee can choose to retire with at 60 or 65, but the employer has no right whatsoever to um, discriminate based on age, even if perhaps uh, productivity is being hampered because of illnesses or whatever it is that comes with, uh, with um, maturing of age? Yes. 
So the, the first choice um, is actually that of the employer because they set what in their company and per category of employee is the is the requ- the requisite retirement age for in, any particular employee. And so the, the first uh, election is really that of the employer. When the employee reaches that retirement age, they would in essence be forced to retire unless the employer exercise discretion to allow that person to continue on an employment post the attainment of the the agreed retirement age. Um, and if I sorry, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. What, what I um, what I would like to discuss is um, what I had um, canvassed in an article that I wrote recently, where in a particular case that's been reported in the Labour Appeal Court, um, BMW, who was the employer of a particular employee represented by a trade union, had changed an employee's retirement age from the age of 65 to 60. And this employee had not consented thereto. And when he um, attained the age of 60, BMW then advised him that his uh, services were now to be terminated on the attainment of retirement age. He disputed that and he took the case to court as represented by his particular trade union and the court agreed with him and his union that this was an automatically unfair dismissal because the employer in this instance had discriminated against this employee on the basis of age and um, it was found that he had not consented to the amendment or alteration of his retirement age from 65 to 60 and that dismissal was deemed to be automatically unfair and in our law an automatically unfair dismissal uh, aside from any retrospective reinstatement that you might get as relief from the labor court you would also potentially qualify for 24 months remuneration as compensation where the dismissal is seem to be automatically unfair and premised on the ground of discrimination, i.e. age, in that particular instance. So going back to the ATMO Peter who sent through that uh, uh, scenario that he's facing around the retirement age, he says, Patricia, they said we would get new contracts amending the retirement age for us to sign, but we never got them. So it seems that the new contracts were never received by the employer, employees. So does that then mean that this particular employee can then resign at 60 since they did not sign a contract that yes okay yes yes in this in 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 that scenario it would appear that if no new contract was entered into and the employee's old contract that then transferred to employer b was still intact and in existence um it would seem to me competent that the employee could say well my agreed or um, contractual retirement age is 60, and that's the age at which I'm entitled to leave and, and uh, cash out all my, all my benefits. Mm. Let Absolutely. me go to an A-teamer here, Ngonde, who's been holding patiently on the line. Good evening, Ngonde. Good evening to you. How are you doing, my darling? I'm doing well, and how are you doing, Ngonde? Good, good. God, God, come complete. Excellent. Your gift. Um, central to our constitution, signed by Madiba on the 8th of May, 1996, is the value of equality. Very much central. But I understand that current practice and all practice of insurance companies is that um, 
the salesperson normally negotiates with the financial director of a company. And then, quite correctly, these things as set by guest are set by the company, okay? Negotiated by the salesperson of employee benefits of the company with the financial director in most cases of a company that, you know, they intend, you know, to have a contract with. Now, if it is central to our constitution, and our constitution happened to the sacrosanct, now you must understand that the mortality and the morbidity, I won't go into details about things, that females tend to die, so it says, um, later than males, mortality, but tend to be injured more frequently than males, hence morbidity. Now, question is, the difference in normal retirement age, which appears to be discriminatory based on age and sex, again, central in our constitution is that age and sex. One shall not unfairly discriminate based on age, sex, blah, 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 you know. What does our guest say about those things? And lastly, um, I remember, sorry to mention the name, Keza Khanako, retired from SCPC, but is now with the SIU, right? Surely that retirement age, you know, would have been negotiated there. All right. I want to guess to square all the seconds for me. Thank you, Professor. Thank you so very much, Nanda. Good evening to you. Uh, Darren, over to you. Sorry, uh, could you just repeat exactly what, what the caller seeks clarification on, Patricia? Because uh, there's quite a lot that he spoke about, and I just want to strike on the, the particular essence and nuances of what mm. he's, 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 he's making for. mention towards discrimination around the, the age issue, and uh, he points in case uh, Keza Khanyahu's uh, retirement age that was, uh, um, you know, that was pre-negotiated. But what, I think the essence of what Ngonda was talking about is around the discrimination of age when it comes to retirement. Yes. So he's absolutely correct. So our constitution implores um, proper and fair employment practices. We are obliged to. So does our Labor Relations Act. Pity that our Labor Relations Act doesn't set what is the normal retirement age. But what it does do is that it says you cannot discriminate on the basis of inter alia age. There are a number of other grounds of of discrimination that are recorded in Section 187 of the Labor Relations Act. But to answer his question to the point is you cannot discriminate unfairly on the basis of age. So let me give you a scenario which, which will answer the listener's question. If an employer doesn't have any policies and hasn't concluded any retirement age with its staff when the staff comes on board, And then one day, when it suits that employer, says to its staff or any particular staff member who may have attained a certain advanced age, sorry, Mr. X, you now have to retire because you have reached a certain age and we are now seeking to terminate your employment on the basis that you've reached retirement, that would be definite discrimination on the basis of age because there's no agreed retirement age and... Furthermore, there's no normal retirement age in that particular organization. And when I say normal, let me explain to you and to the listener what I mean by normal. So let's say absent a a contractual retirement age that's been agreed up front in a contract or in a policy, 
a normal retirement age would normally imply that a particular empl- employer would consistently and through practice uh, set a certain barometer to say that for people that do a particular job, or maybe males that do a particular job, or females that do a particular job, we ordinarily would prescribe retirement at a particular age. It could be 65. It could be 67. It could be later. Darren, that is what's seen as a normal retirement age. But Darren, absent that, Darren yes, I'd like you to please yes. hold that thought, and let's continue with it after the break. Sure. Excellent. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Thank you for staying with us, A-teamers. Uh, this is a Late Night Conversations, and my name is Patricia Ntuli. We are talking employer and employee rights and responsibilities and what the law has to say when it comes to the changing of retirement dates and discrimination against the people who have reached that age of retirement. We are talking to Daryl Murr, who's the director for the Labor and Human Resources Department of Fluxman's Attorneys. Daryl, thank you very much for holding. Can we continue with that thought that you had before the break yes so um it's actually something that i find quite interesting because i I can see so much litigation potentially in this area of the law so as i was saying before the uh, the ad break where there isn't a contractually agreed or prescribed retirement age the defense for an employer when taken to court based on an alleged discrimination on the basis of age would be to say, well, we have a normal retirement age that is followed. So it's almost, if I can break it down, it's more like custom or practice, which has been followed consistently by a particular employer. But if you don't have that, if an employer can't show that in the past, for a particular category of worker or a particular sex, be it a male or a female employee, we haven't consistently used a certain age as a cutoff, then that dismissal or that termination will definitely be seen to be automatically unfair and premised on an arbitrary ground of discrimination. And uh, to answer the caller's question, that employee will be uh, most successfully uh, able to litigate through the, the Labour Court and obtain a ruling that the dismissal is automatically unfair and would probably get a reinstatement, alternatively, maximum compensation in the amount of 24 months remuneration. Now, we've got here a message from uh, Keith Ndinabantu, who's in Stellenbosch. Keith says, the issue of age discrimination starts from the government, a persistent message of jobs for youth. This is very wrong because not all unemployed graduates are still part of the youth age group. What's your thoughts on that? Yes, so is, I suppose the, the, the listener is talking about discrimination at a young age where people aren't able to get into the market as such. Mm. That's a slightly different discussion and it's something that I also agree with because you know how, how are you going to get experience and build a career if you are not given opportunity? Um, so very often you will find that um, employers are hesitant to employ new graduates perhaps because they have lack of experience and therefore don't give these young people a chance. Um, That isn't really seen as being discriminatory on the basis of age. I think it would be difficult to fashion a case along those lines. Um, I think that that is more an instance of an employer being quite prescribed in its uh, 
in its selection process and into who it actually wants to appoint um, to take up a position, a particular position. But I, I really do understand and sympathize with the listener that it could result, and it, I'm sure most often does, in a lot of people facing uh, bar to entry into a certain job, op- job occupation because they, they lack the certain years of experience. Now, and th- that is something that is quite sad, I believe. This A-teamer says via S- uh, WhatsApp, uh, please ask your guest, when I f- went off sick before my retirement age, and now they tell me two-thirds I must put in to my annuity. They say that that's the rule, and the sad thing is the consultant tells me that there's no guarantee it will grow. This doesn't sound legal. Sick so, leave can be taken off your annuity? No, 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 that's not true. So, you know, you are allowed in terms of our law, in terms of the basic conditions of the Employment Act, uh, 30 working days for every three-year cycle um, if you work a five-day week. So, and that's fully paid. And during your sick leave, all your rights and entitlements remain intact. So it would be unfair and uh, certainly unlawful for an employer to prejudice you um, whilst on, on, on a period of sick leave. So an employee wouldn't lose their, their benefits, such as retirement benefits, when off sick. That, that would just be palpably unfair. Another message here says, um, Patricia, this is exactly what happened to me in 2017. I was left with two years to reach the age of 60 years. In terms of the last in, uh, first out principle, I was supposed to be the last person to leave the department. But because of my age, I was retrenched. The reason being I was close to pension. My question is, can I still challenge this unfair practice now as it is 2020? This is from Isaac. When did the, when did the event take place? 2017. Oh, yeah, I see there's a, there's a prescriptive period. I, I understand this is a this is a very very topical question because you'll often find that employers will look to retrench people ostensibly on the basis of age, um, where it's actually unfair to do so. So it sounds like in this instance the employee was selected as a candidate for retrenchment, but not based on fair selection criteria, but on the basis of age. If that's the case, then the employee would have had an automatically unfair claim potentially in the labor court the difficulty is patricia you've got to refer a dispute within 30 days from date of dismissal and if this happened three years ago um the employees uh, long past that uh, prescriptive period and you'd have to apply for condemnation it's unlikely that condemnation would be granted after a period of three years um but certainly uh, if i was the employee i wouldn't leave it i would certainly contact the employer and um, and look to challenge the employer at least to set out my gripes and uh, recriminations about the way that I was treated. But there is unfortunately a 30-day period to refer a dispute to either the CCMA or a, rec- a requisite bargaining council that would have jurisdiction over that particular industry. Darren, I'd, I'd like to ask if we could please continue this conversation perhaps next week, Monday, because I wanted us to look at uh, the effects of uh, COVID-19 on retirement, something that's in your article, yes. Um, yes. And, and what employers should consider. But because of time, I need to go to the news now. Is it okay for us to have this engagement next week, Monday? Same time? For sure. I would, I would be absolutely delighted to come on the show again next Monday and continue this discussion. Patricia Grazer's 
so many interesting issues and questions, and particularly in the light of the COVID-19 pandemic. So I would be most delighted to to attend next Monday and uh, and continue this discussion with yourselves. Excellent. Looking forward to it. And for the benefit of our A-teamers, I mean, here I've already got a lot of uh, requests that you please give us your website and contact details. Darren, no, I'm, I'm, please I'm, give sorry, us your website. No, I'm, and contact sorry, details, my, website for your company so people can get hold of you if they need assistance. Yes. So um, my firm is Fluxmans Incorporated. Um, our website is www.fluxmans.com. And uh, if any listener um, goes onto our website and they scroll to the employment uh, law team, they will find details of, of myself and four other partners of mine in that team. Uh, and all of our contact details, um, email addresses and phone numbers are all are all listed there. Um, and people are, are most at liberty to uh, to engage with us and to uh, you know and to ring us up or, or email us any particular questions or uh, things that are on their mind that they'd like legal advice on. So they are most uh, able to, and I encourage them to do so. So it's www.fluxmans.com and uh, they can then uh, look at the details of any of any lawyer in the employment law team. Thank you very much. Have a very good evening until next week, Monday. Thanks very much, Patricia, and thanks for having me on the show. Excellent. Hey, teammates, it's time for us to go to Zolega Potashe in the newsroom. Good evening, Zolega.